the temperatures about 10 degrees below, you know, not below zero, it's below 10 degrees though, right? Cole? Right, yeah. The snow is six, seven inches piled outside. Yeah, I saw the feels like temperature is three, yes. so yeah. And I'm cold blooded just as it is, so yeah. I always feel about three degrees. <laughs> that they were still doing it under these conditions, I was like, I want to be here for this. Yeah, I wanna we're see, hardcore here at yeah, the Sydney. I want to see who the hardcore alcoholics <laughs> and comedians are. I want to hang with them. And so you had, got them. It was a really good show, though. Yeah. How all things it, considered. Uh, yes. Well, how did you feel hosting your first time? Um, honestly, it really didn't feel that different from just doing a regular mic. I just had to go up more times, which isn't necessarily a problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you enjoy that more than going up for one extended chunk? Yeah, or? it felt like it almost felt like it took the pressure off. Like I had a different job to do yeah. than normal. Yeah. No, it is a different job than yeah. normal. You're serving not just the audience, but also your fellow comedians. Whereas when you're right. performing, you're really just on you. For me, you know, yeah. you're really not caring too much about uh, yeah. how the host is. Um, but is this something that you'd want to do more of? Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt the hosting pays. That helps, too. That's <laughs> yeah, what I always say. I said. mean, I love comedy. I'll do it in any setting, but I do enjoy taking a paid gig. Yeah, well, and you make a lot more contacts. That's yeah. the thing that always yeah. blew my mind is that people didn't want to do where I'm like, okay, now I'm meeting everybody. I'm controlling the set, the set right. list, the flow of the show. I'm the one dealing with the owners. Yeah. You know? And well, it, and now I'm doing a podcast. So, that's right. Yeah, it worked and, out. Yeah, and so we just showed up and... Uh, you know, it was a fun show. Was there anything different about kind of how crazy the weather was that helped or hurt? Um, honestly, I feel like because it was such a low-key kind of intimate show that more people signed up who don't normally, which right. is always fun. Um, but we did miss a lot of our regulars. The weather compelled people who wouldn't normally do this to come do this. Yes. Which might be a little opposite than you would think, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. And they weren't bad. No, it was great. How long have you been doing comedy, Cole? Uh, so I started in August. I think August 17th is my official comedy birthday. Of 2023. 2023, wow. yes. I did, yeah. I did not know that, and I have not met you in person before, but <laughs> right? we're friends online. I didn't realize you were... That Very fresh. new, yeah. Uh, that was the second week that the Sydney had their open mic. I missed the first one, but that's kind of the reason that I started doing it. I felt comfortable here. It was familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I was planning to just... Um, to just kind of feel it out, see how other people did, see if I felt comfortable going up. Can I swear? I will let I am kind of trying to keep it clean. <laughs> okay, as lame all right. As that I'll try you, you can. No, I'll but, try not you know, to. I'm... Well, stuff kind of hit the fan um, that night, and I was like, honestly, I can't do any worse than what is happening. So that's kind of what got me up uh, that first night. What was stuff hitting the fan, if you're comfortable sharing specifically, may I ask? Uh, there was a comedian that had apparently told kind of um, anti-trans jokes at the first open mic, and then the, uh, the manager of the Sydney only heard about it the second week. 
and decided he was going to do something about it, go up and seize the mic and stop that guy from talking. And of course, very few people in the audience had context for what was happening. Really? So they were walking out like, what is happening? Like, so there was like a confrontation. Yeah. Almost. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I was wow. like, well, I guess I'll go up because <laughs> I can't do any worse than this. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so you felt discomfort in the crowd, of course. Yeah. But you've used that to fuel like, well, yeah. WTF. Right. If I exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that was your. It was all uphill from there or yeah. downhill. Is that. <laughs> It was Is both. That the saying? Yeah. It was both yeah. uphill and downhill. Yeah. It sounds like cool. Um, and so, how did that go then? Um, I mean, I got laughs. I think that if I yeah. hadn't, I never would have gone up again. To be honest. Um, so, sometimes after, a, and I've seen some crazy stuff happen in audiences. Sometimes after something like that, it's actually a nice little ride where yeah. you've had that emotion and that tension almost dissipate, and then they're actually open to like, well, we came for a comedy show. Yeah, yeah. I and feel this like... person's got courage to continue doing this. Yeah, I feel like as long as I wasn't punching down, I had people on my side. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and then how long had you been thinking about doing it? Well, I've always been a fan of comedy. I've always been kind of, I call myself a comedy nerd. Yeah. Um, I'm just really into watching stand-up, kind of dissecting stand-up. But it, I didn't realize that it was a thing that regular people do until I started. <laughs> they're not regular, well, Cole. They're not, they're not regular. I didn't say no, they're not normal, no. but you know, just regular the, the, everyday yes, people. Everyday it kinda, folks. It seemed like uh, like a really far away thing, like being an astronaut. Yeah, sure. Until I started becoming friends with people who are in the scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I still like I'm a writer first and foremost, so I didn't know if that would transfer to being on stage and writing comedy or scripts or um, what was the just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Poems or Poems, what did you... short stories. Okay. So you were always scribbling yeah, something. Yeah, I've and... always I've always been told that I'm a good writer. Um, were you always funny? Uh, I've I've been told that I'm funny in writing. Okay. But I didn't know if I could be funny on stage, and I guess the only way to know was to do it. That's the wonderful thing about it. And yeah. There's nothing like it. You can. Yeah. There's no other art form that has to have that other element for the yeah. point of it. I mean, I've I've done hours of comedy in the mirror. It's just right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just without even talking. <laughs> once I started doing it, it was like no, nothing I've ever done in my life has made as much sense as this does. Yeah. Like so, your first show, you felt the satisfaction of yeah. it. Yeah. And then how did you decide to move forward from that point after it went well? Was it immediately talking to all these people? Were you more reticent as far as waiting for things to happen? Tell us about your development after the first show. Yeah, uh, so Brooke Marcel runs a lot of- Homopod VIP. Yes, yes. We love Brooke. She runs a lot of shows in the area. Yes, she does. And she's actually a cousin of a friend of mine. So we went to one of her open mics and I just had this feeling like if this goes well, I think something could happen from this. And I didn't realize when I went to her mic that she picks someone to be on her next showcase based on the audience response to the open mic. Okay. So people who do the open mic and get the best audience response, she puts them on her next showcase. So that's what happened. Um, I got put on her queer femme showcase that she does at Dry Spokes. 
Yeah. And it just kind of built from there. It just wow. It's all been really serendipitous, honestly. Yeah. So how often do you perform? Uh, right now, I've only been doing uh, maybe two shows a month. And I'm always doing the open mic at the Sydney. That's every Tuesday. Yes. And I, We love Dan. We do love Dan. Dan is the one who believed in me from the beginning. Yeah, He's, great guy. Uh, he got me out here tonight. Yes. That was the key. He has recommended me for things. Honestly, he put yeah. me on a great show at Reverb. He He's has, a mensch. He is. He has started branching out and trying to grow Benson Comedy. He's doing really good things. He started a series of shows at Reverb yeah. down the street. So yeah, it's cool. And Bree, Bree also uh, Omopod yes. VIP. Is, is, uh, Bree is just a VIP all around. She sure is. Yeah. Very talented. Yeah. Someone that I, I immediately, as I kind of dipped my toe back in, was like, all right, yeah. this is a serious talent. Bree is great. <clears throat> um, but you were great hosting tonight for someone who's never done it before. Thank because again, people think it might be easy. People think it's something that just any comic can do, but it does have a specific skill set. And some comedians that are killer feature acts can't host. There's people, yes. I feel like I'm a better host than having a long form thing. Yeah. And, and part of it is my own just neurosis and like, well, from, we're all a little neurotic well, in yeah. comedy. But it's I get bored with that. Yeah. The appeal to me tonight was that I knew, uh, like, who would come to this. <laughs> I know. I know. I was worried. Yeah, uh, right. Did you think it, nobody would be here? A lot. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I did too. Normally, uh, there are other mics happening on Tuesday nights, and people kind of filter in here after that's over. Yeah. Um, but we knew that one. We knew the mic at Emmett's was canceled, and so we were kind of watching the door, like, our people going to show up to this one and yeah um the weather's terrible so then you were pleasantly surprised were you yeah. because it was a good crowd and it, it was it more was people decent. than i expected yeah. for sure yeah. here tonight it was a good surprise yeah and so how did you feel it went i feel like it went as well as it could have yeah honestly right. yeah there was a bit of a divide between some of the patrons that were in the back, and yes. you know, but there was a f there audience. There always is. Sure, right. Yeah, we we do have regulars who are very supportive of Dan and what he's doing, and as long as you're not punching down, they're very supportive yeah. of everyone who goes up there. So, what's your ultimate dream, Cole? Is it? Is it stardom on stage? Is it writing? What is it? One of my goals. Cole's goals. Cole's goals. There's a new segment. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Um, I do too. I, I don't know. I kind of set some goals for myself as a comedian, and I've met some of them. One what was have you to, met? One was to start getting paid to tell yeah. jokes, which I have. There you go. Um, That's the key. I would like to be on okay. Maha Music Festival. They have a comedy tent. It's the only air-conditioned tent at Maha. That's where I first saw Lauren Vanna. She's really yeah. moving up in comedy. So festival type things. I would like to travel. I would like to, I don't even know how people make that happen, but traveling as a comedian would be great. Touring gigs. Yes, yeah. yeah. And honestly, writing, really. Um, right. I feel like that's a strength of mine, and I wouldn't hate it if this turned into that. Yeah. Developing half-hour comedies yeah. or films or yeah. or whatever yeah. stage I, I, all I the have above. A, I have an interest in film, yeah. um, all the nitty-gritty and behind-the-scenes stuff, and I appreciate writers. That's who makes it all happen. 
Yeah, I have to say, and I haven't addressed this, but I have been thinking about it and since I've been having more comedians on, but not a lot of interest in the writing, I feel, as much as the stand-up. And what do you think about, do you meet a lot of other comics that are trying to write scripts, develop scripts, or do you feel a bit like you're a little different in that respect? Because I Yeah, do. no, I really, I haven't yeah. met a lot right. of people it's who are into strange. the writing, but like... Because if you're out in L.A., almost every comic is also pushing a script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel, I almost honestly it's surprising because it I feel like getting here. on stage is the hardest part. And even Dan has said that's not the part that he likes. He likes promoting the shows and putting them together, and that's what he's more interested in. I, I haven't met anyone who's more into the writing side of it. Have you written a half-hour comedy or any full-fledged film? I haven't. I have a lot of ideas. Um, but honestly, comedy has been really therapeutic for me just for getting back into writing yeah and just doing it in small doses because i stopped doing it really for a while yeah just life got in the way so it's been good to sit down and force myself to write every week and and you can tell me to forget myself if this is too personal but did you have any therapist or any professional that maybe recommended expressing yourself more or was that your own journey or personal thing that you came to realize no it was it was uh, fully a personal journey I just um, I have kids and I just needed something that was for me yeah. that I enjoy and has nothing to do with that part of my life right. and it's so even different. though sometimes I talk about it and make yeah. jokes about it um, I just wanted something that was fulfilling and I didn't I don't even think that I considered that it would be like a writing exercise Right. Yeah. That's sometimes the best writing. Is yeah. I wasn't even considering this, but oh, yeah. if it means something to you, if it, it has right. resonance, how would you describe the therapeutic benefit of just taking a stand and saying, I don't care what happens, I'm doing it? Yeah. There are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say this and hope for the best. And it's... I prefer it when people laugh and think that it's funny. Um, I used to call what I did stand-up talking. Yes, I wasn't exactly. always sure if the, the comedy was that implies yeah. laughter. I'm always, I'm always more of a, I, I'm a fan of the storyteller comedians. Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, it's hard for me to do open mics and condense everything into five minutes because I am more of a storyteller, and sometimes it's hard. I only get, like, one thing in, and it's yeah. like, if this doesn't do well, I don't know. I have tremendous respect for storytelling comedians but it takes courage to do storytelling yeah because i don't have that it's i get a, it's scared. a lot of setup and there's right. not really punchlines always i'm getting better at you gotta have confidence yeah you yes. can't bail on it like right? I'm the, i feel like i'm a good <laughs> great sometimes <laughs> oh, all right great one liner just yeah joke you know, and machine that's not to really some my extent. Forte. Yeah, and and like I, Ryan and I used to do a ton of shows in LA, and he would just not give enough as far as like I'm telling a 13 minute story about going yeah. to Whole Foods, and but he'd kill at the end. Right. And that and that's something that I, even tonight driving over here, Cole, I was like, I'm gonna tell a story, and yeah. I don't have it. I don't have the story that I 
could tell for even five minutes yeah. on stage that I felt like was worthy of people who came out in this yeah. kind of weather. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like if it's relatable, um, that helps. And I have been told that my stuff is relatable. Yeah, so that's, very much that's so. working for me. No, you've got a good down-to-earth style, and I'm sorry that I haven't seen your prepared act. I look forward to seeing that. But just in talking to you, I feel like you've got both a relatable but also elevated style. Thank you. That I think I can see why you've gotten where you've gotten so fast. Cole Sikta, appreciated your time. Thank Enjoyed you. Enjoyed your hosting. It was an honor. Thank well, you. No, thank you.